0: to another episode of Life on a Mission podcast. Before we get started here, I wanted to encourage all our listeners to subscribe to our podcast. That way you never miss a new episode. Also, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and feel free to give us some feedback. We definitely appreciate all three of those things. I just wanted to start out the show by letting everybody know. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LoamPod. With all that being said, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. This is Life on the Mission Podcast.
1: It's your boy Steph, boy We sit here chopping it up. And it's a nice Friday. We had a long work week. We we, we stayed with those because it's very important, very important, very important, and and some very important topics we're discussing today. You know, like uh, we talked about a very big one that we want to kind of go in you know, not in a super detail, but you know, just posit the thought into your brain in case you're not thinking about this and you're, you're, you know, you're in the United States. You know, you're know, you just out here doing your thing on the moratoriums. You know, with these eviction moratoriums for foreclosures on your home and evictions from your, your, your apartment or your rental home. Bro, how, how do you feel about This moratorium, man, extension.
0: Uh, I know it can't last forever. Um, Right on. I know it can't last forever. And I think that mindset, like when when people are getting, or when things are comfortable for most folks, that's when you kind of get this tendency to kind of just say, you know what, I'm kind of like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not in a great position. I'm not in a so bad or terrible position but I'm just like in the middle and I'm just okay. You know, things are just smooth. This is a good position to be in. And and I I think that's probably the worst uh, position to be in because it it switches you off. It kind of just makes everything comfortable and you could easily drop and have a very bad situation. And on, on the other side, you could, you know, use that period to also say, you know what, things are decent, but let me try and improve them. So there's really two ways, two avenues that you can pivot. But I think that if you get in a comfortable state, it really makes you, <clears throat> it makes you, it, it it takes away the ability for you to kind of challenge yourself or even make you want to pursue anything better. And I don't think that's a very good position to be in. What do you think?
1: No, I think that was a perfect answer to that, man. Because yeah. the thing is. You know, you had to challenge that false sense of security. You know, and that's the thing. When you start feeling comfortable in this marketplace that we're in, the fact that it's moving at light speed. I mean, rich guys hitting the moon, coming back with a T-shirt, you know, they're they're in space now. (laughs) They're doing doing that. I mean, they they, they made so much bread (laughs) that they were able to run these programs up. You understand? And the thing is, um, profit participation is extremely important in this new world that we're going into because and this is something i talk about a lot you know wealth calcification um it's a very real thing Um, it's a very real thing there's very few companies in the world for instance that offer things that were were very much commonplace back in the day like your pension plans etc and i would tell people to really realistically look at their lives look at the missions that those lives are on and think Do I rely on moratoriums to get me by my mental gaps and, you know, aptitude or my mental or my social gaps and connections that would otherwise get me to where I need to be at financially? Or do I just say, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, do I just go along get along, you know, just let the system do what it's going to do? You know, hey, um, yeah, the system's going to pay me a moratorium money. It's COVID. I got, you know, my I got my wowsy-wowsy-woo story, like I call them. I got mm-hmm. my sympathy story, and I'm sticking by it. I'm going to ride that out and just live my life like normal because, hey, this shouldn't have happened to me. Mm. Man, I'm going to tell you all right now. That type of mentality I just described here is not going to land you in a very authoritative position in your life um you're not going to really have much control of that destiny and and that's a shame because it's a glorious thing to be able to shape that in directions that you know make your family proud in directions that help other people and don't tax burden other people you know what mm. i'm saying like. Mm. I, I feel good to say man, i put a lot of money into the system as a taxpayer and you know i you know ged me you know what i'm saying I, I help you guys out you know a lot of you guys with them student loans going through the roof right you know you want that paid for if and if that actually ends up happening all i can say is you're welcome you're welcome You're welcome from the dropout you know what i'm saying you're welcome but the thing is is that what you want your legacy to be truthfully Or would you rather say i paid that back myself i paid that back you know i took out a loan and i paid my debt i paid my debt man so it's a big game that we're in right now i know things are tough financially but bro what do you think about the overall concept of just paying the debt do you think in this time that there's exceptions to that rule or do you think it's something that you should stand by paying your debt man
0: Definitely the number one thing about that is accountability, man. I mean, it just uh, it just shows that you're accountable for what's, what's happening in your life, you know? So, you know, if you have debt that needs to be paid, I mean, <clears throat> not only is it gonna free you up to do other things, but it also just, you know, shows other people in and around you that, you know, this is someone who is reliable and they can handle themselves. They can take care of themselves. Um, you know, they 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 are financially responsible. They are responsible with, with the things that are happening in and around their lives. Uh, so, the, you know, it, it just gravitates you towards the right people when you're doing the right things. But paying debt, I mean, you definitely want to pay your debt. I mean, there's just so many advantages that come with that. I don't really know why you would want to stay in de- debt. Like, I can't even think of, <laughs> I can't even think of, like, five good reasons of why I would want to stay in debt. And the only reasons that I would think about staying in debt would be if that debt is being used for income purposes. So if that debt, if, if it's, if it's a situation where I take on debt to help me generate some more income, then I can understand it from that perspective. But if I'm just taking on debt to take it on, that comes with so many negatives, comes with so many stressors, not just like from a financial standpoint it's a mental standpoint it's a it comes from a standpoint of your your own freedom and mobility where you won't be able to do as much you won't be able to get loans to do ne- necessary things that you want to do you'll be looking to borrow money from individuals rather than institutions and even that i mean if you can't pay up your your own debt how is somebody going? are you going to turn to somebody then and say hey i need to borrow x amount of money but you ain't paying back your debt. You know, you're, you're, not. are you know, not, you, it, 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 to me, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know about you. What do you, what do you think?
1: Bro, I'm glad you kicked it back to your brother, man. Because, you know, I feel the same way. Yeah, I, I, I'm proud to say there is no friends of mine that'll come back, oh, man, Steph owe me some money, man. Dang, like, bro, he he, he need to borrow some money. He put himself in all this crazy debt. Then right. he can't hit me up asking for money. I had to hit him off with a couple thousand. Man, mm-hmm. man I ain't heard from Brother Hale no Hyde sense, man. Like he, he's gone. And yeah, he still owe that bank a lot of money, don't he? Yeah, man, he still do, Man, I don't know what he's going I'm so glad I didn't put myself in that situation. Fooling around out here. You gotta, you gotta take that debt that you put on seriously. Don't take on a debt that, that you're not serious about how you wanna get in and get out. Right, and I, and I mean that exit strategy should not be, hey, I'm just gonna, you know, go into foreclosure, hey, you know, let it go to shit, hey, you know, it is what it is. That's that's not how we have decided to move as a society. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say like that. I'm I'm not gonna appeal to, you know, what some people may say, my idealized sense of morality about this whole situation. I think just from a moral standpoint, you shouldn't be trying to put on no debts that you weren't gonna pay. I mean, that, look, that makes you look—that makes you look bad. That makes your mother look bad, your father look bad, your siblings—if you got siblings—make them look bad. I'm telling you, it's a trickle down effect. And
0: it it, it puts you in a hole, to be honest. I mean, it, it puts is, you
1: in a—you don't want to be in that kind of hole. The, the the I owe people money. I owe people money around town
0: hole.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that, bro. I don't know nothing about that. How about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But from the
1: outside looking in, it looks like the worst situation to ever be in, bro.
0: Yeah, it it, it puts you in a hole, man. And, I mean, the good, thing, the good thing is, like, a lot of my friends, like, I know I've talked to them. They, you know, even some people who graduated even before me. So, I was still in college. They had already graduated. Uh, a lot of my friends, the very first thing they started doing once they got their jobs is start paying their debt down. And I was, and and that's a good, it was a good model for me to see, you know what I'm saying? As someone who's about to come out of college, get into the workforce, you know, start getting into the real world and, you know, trying to build a life out here. It was good to see, you know, some of my classmates who are older than me, you know, get out, get in their established careers and do well for themselves. And then also take take care of the things that matters because they knew, oh, let me take care of this debt so that I have the ability to, you know, go on and, you know marry my wife for example or i can go on yeah, to yeah. you know go and get the car that i've wanted or i can go on to you know me and my girl can go get a house you know what i'm saying like but taking care of the of the debt frees you up and gives you the freedom to kind of start looking at other investments and other opportunities for yourself um, and even just like you know paying off your debt so that now you don't have any debt you can save your money people i know i know people who have got out of school Paid off their debt, saved their money, and then once they, once once they once they've completely finished off their debt, started getting into investing, and 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 it's it has to start somewhere, and and I think the starting point is trying to eliminate your debt. So like you know when it comes to student loans, try and tackle them as early as possible. Even try and tackle them. There's no there's no um, deficit if you try and tackle them while you're in school. I think it's even better. The earlier you start, the better. So, even while you're in school, you might not necessarily be making too much, but see if you can stop paying it down because whatever you pay down when you're not making much is still going to impact you when you're making more. Because then, at, at, at the point you get to making more money, you'll be able to contribute more if you want to. And then your debt will be coming down at an accelerated rate because you already started way earlier. So, just little things like that. I mean, like, you know. And 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 when it comes to debt, I mean, we're not just talking student debt, like even just like, you know, a car note, you know, you don't want to defer any payments on anything for too long because it doesn't really reflect well in your credit. You know, all those things can impact you and then you have to, you know, if people who have bad credit and stuff like that, I mean, for you to even get the credit repair for that, you have to pay credit repair folks to help you out with that situation. So you're still going to end up paying more money to get out of a situation that you put yourself into. So, you see how it just trickles down?
1: <laughs> Tell you, it starts as a game and ends as a tragedy, people. And you don't wanna run through that scenario that Fon just outlined. It's a very common scenario that you don't wanna to have to run through. And the biggest way to avoid running through it is to have that mindset of, hey, I'm gonna pay down on my debts, mm-hmm. I'm not going to defer. debts i'm not going to say hey you'll get the money when you get the money oh i I ain't got you this month you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that's a that's a slippery slope for a mindset you know a boss is one who guarantees we gonna eat like my man rick ross said a while back boss one guarantees we gonna eat and you know the thing is the guarantee we gonna eat you are gonna have to have a bankroll for that and the thing is Your bankroll is constantly at a deficit, a negative, as you have outstanding debt. Mm -hmm. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You owe money. (laughs) That is it. That is all. Look at owing money. Look at owing money as a vehicle for income. And then you'll start realizing how little you want to owe money. That's not being leveraged for income generation purposes. Because that is a hurt. It's a hurt. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a help. It's not an asset to you at that point. It's a
0: liability. Right. And I think something that we need to kind of define, I don't think we ever talked about it, but we need to kind of define net worth, man. What what is net worth? What does that mean? And why should people be thinking in terms of net worth in this society?
1: If you're asking me, net worth is essentially the combined sum of all your assets that you mm-hmm. know across all asset classes, mm-hmm. what they're worth from an appraisal in the marketplace, and the, the, to add in your cash value as well across your cash accounts. Right. That's your net worth. And you would take that addition, that is, additives, that is assets, and you would subtract that from all outstanding debts that you have. It's just that simple. Things that you owe against. It's that serious, people. Mm. And, that's, and that is what you're worth. That's what you, that's the net of you in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, man. I think when you start thinking of it like that, uh, it gives you a very good... I'm a numbers guy. So I like, like seeing the number in front of me. Um, and I like using a calculator. <laughs> so, yeah. When you actually just see it, you know... In front of your face with your own eyes and say, Hey, this is my net worth, negative thirty thousand dollars. It has it has an effect on you if if, if you're in the negatives, because you'd be like, man, or, or at least I I'd, I would think that most people, if they see a negative net worth, would want to do something about that.
1: Flip that around. You want to flip that that frown upside down. Yeah, you want you, wanna, you want
0: that to be your net worth to be positive. Thirty thousand dollars and going up and growing. Um, and and I think when you, if you're not really keeping track of that, then you know you, you're kind of just floating, not really understanding that you are you have net worth. You do have net worth. Everyone has a net worth. It'll be you you 300,000, a million, whatever. Everybody has a net worth. So keep track of it.
1: When you're in the red. You're literally working actively against yourself and your family's future to build someone else's up, period. When you're in the reds, typically, that's when you're in the high interest game of life, when you're in the Mm. reds, typically. Mm. And that high interest that you're paying for someone else's financial governance is going to continue to feed them, continue to feed generations of them while you could potentially starve yours out. Think about life in those terms and you'll realize, Bob, we call this life on a mission. It's serious. Like that net worth, you build up these assets. Once you start even realizing the concept of net worth, then you'll even think, oh, damn, I definitely have to get across multiple asset classes. What am I even doing out here? Because you'll see how vulnerable you are with just being in one asset class, for instance. (laughs) When you really start putting valuations on the things that you own. And, of course, your cash. Oh, man, that's the most humbling experience. When you first do this. When you think you got some money, go ahead and see what your cash value is. On, on Again, liquidity. See what right. your liquidity is immediately. Right. And, and keep and keep tabs on that. That's that's probably the, the most closest number you need to keep tabs on is your liquidity. Because, again, mm-hmm. most of the net worth is going to be valuations as it stands in the marketplace today, constantly subject to change. But that USD and what it's worth today, oh, I'm telling y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all go ahead and check check what those values look like right now for you. And Mm. move in accordance to what those values look like right now for you. Mm. In in La La Land. Because that's Mm. the thing. This whole Mm. thing can come crashing down for a lot of people that are building their house on a deck of cards. You build your house on sound fundamentals, man, lady. You got to be serious about this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. And um, yeah, man, I mean, the moratorium being extended, I guess, I mean, obviously, that's something that's not going to last forever. So you got to be ready. Um, you know, if you if you find yourself in a situation where that might be um, the, the the case. Not only that, I mean, like even now, just with the whole Delta variant of the the COVID vi- virus going on, I mean, you know, whispers of another shutdown here or there. You know, things can. And and also another thing, one of my friends mentioned to me like a week ago. Or so I mean. Even employment now, it's it's really difficult for people to get employed um, because right now people companies are bringing people on with you know not even the proper like interview process like you know now everything is done remotely you know and 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 really if you don't have a trade or a skill or 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 you know something of that nature it's kind of hard to find you know very well paying employment right now. Um, so yeah, I mean these are all things that like, you know, these are things that happen in in, in our in our world right now. And we like to stay in touch with them and talk about them on the podcast because it's all part of life. It's all impactful. Um and we're trying to, you know, make people aware of this so that they can improve their situation. Um because that's that's how, that's that's what we love to do. We just want to be on on here and, you know, talk about these situations because uh, you know, our way of contributing. Is by having these high-level conversations to be able to expand people's mindsets, get them in better situations, and, and you know, point them in the right direction if need be. So, yeah, just keeping all that stuff in mind. I mean, and one thing you you mentioned, Steph, uh, you mentioned about like about the millionaires going to the moon and stuff. It's it's actually funny because I was on social media like, and I the week that that happened, I think it was like what, Bezos and Richard Branson went to the moon, right? And associates, right. Yeah, man. So, like, I saw people, like, on social media complaining about, and I don't really know, I don't even understand this, but, like, people were complaining, like, oh, our billionaires can go to the can go to the moon, but they can't pay any taxes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: man. Get mad, get glad. I mean, I'm mean, a Hey, don't get mad, get glad. Get mad, get glad. Look at it like this, bro i mean is it great that these guys are able to uh you know bypass paying potentially millions into to the taxes um hey it's not great for for most of us no but at the end of the day every person in this country that we know of i mean really would want to do more with their money Would want to keep more of their money i mean if you find ways in which to do so I mean, I I really can't fault you. I'm just being dead honest. I really can't fault you. I really can't fault what the next man does with his money. That's nonviolent against, you know, people who otherwise don't deserve violence. I'm going to be just that flat and blunt with this. You know, that man want to go to the moon? he's played this game called capitalism to the point where he can build himself a space station
0: go (laughs) to the moon moon. like go to the
1: moon and he did it hey some people like myself are more so inspired by that like hey man living the life living the life for Raleigh. hey bezos that's what's up bro man my man got a divorce In the same decade, went to the moon. You get me, like, (laughs) and made more money than he lost in his divorce. You get me, like, this guy's winning, and a lot of you guys hate seeing people win. And my thing is, that's a bad mindset. It's a bad mindset, cause, uh, and what we talk like, like attracts like. You know what I'm saying? Like, hating on this guy going to the moon ain't going to get you. To the moon. I mean, it's not it going to get you to yeah. the moon. <laughs> it's not going to get your tax situation better. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to get anything going for you that you want. Hating on the guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, yo. Like, I mean, the, the company that he's forged is a, is, is a company that stimulates the economy. Come on. Amazon.
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: It stimulates the economy. How How grateful are people? To begin their amazon packages or anything they order online from e-commerce within one or two day shipping like i can order some right now and it might be here as soon as i wake up tomorrow you know what i'm saying like for the Great. convenience for the way the the company structure is set up for the amount of people that they're that are employed for the way that company is stimulating the economy you also have to think about all these things that that said, individual is doing to improve society. So yes, you can say, okay, they're taking themselves to the moon and not paying taxes. But in the grand scheme, are you impacting the economy in a substantial way? <laughs> That's the question I think that people need to ask themselves Big instead one. of instead of going and you know, like you said, hating on 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 people that are doing things. Not Do not be so, so worried on what other people are doing. Take care of what you can do and what's in your control and use those things to inspire you. That's my advice. And
1: it's some solid advice because, yeah, yeah man, the thing is you're better off joining them than trying to beat them. You know what I'm saying? When you're talking about certain industry giants. Like Bezos, yeah. you really outlined that so great. Scott, put together a system that the whole world benefits from. And he innovated to the point where he put everybody on notice and made the whole world better for it. Now everybody's trying to do one-day, two-day shipping and all this uh, e-commerce really you know tight, really tight stuff now. Everyone's trying to do that now. And the yeah. thing is, Bezos can sit there and say, thank you, you're welcome, you're welcome. And you got to say thank you, and you got to say thank you. And if you don't, Hey, we t- we did an episode on gratitude way back. Being grateful <laughs> is why our lives go the way they go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. Know, we, 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 I'm not trying to be, you know, like you know, direct uh, as as direct. I'm, I'm, not late, I'm going to be as direct as possible. We got great lives, great lives, and a top percentile of men. And why is that? Gratitude, gratitude, and embracing a trade that makes sense. Uh, and that leads into the topic that Fonz is talking about. Also, this big unemployment thing, a man led with trades for a reason. Trades are skills or connections that's going to pay those bills. It'll be very important. This is kind of like the market update section of our podcast. That's going to be very important moving forward in the world. You got to get on these trades. And the thing is, the world is not going to wait for you to do that. It's going to outpace you with people More than willing to do that, taking advantage of this time in the crib that they have to really lock in and get these remote offices going, get these remote skills popping and go all remote. People want to go all remote now. You know, I've been prophesizing this for a few years, and you know, now it is what it is. And it's gonna be this. So, guys, girls, think about trades that you can ply the world over, which truly generating in between your shoulders, you know. For the most part, you gotta you gotta put that brain to use. Though you gotta find the things that people need to know, and you gotta figure out how to implement those things. Get yourself paid out here, otherwise you're gonna be hurting. That's real talk. You know, these jobs are drying up. <laughs> okay, you want to be in the upper echelon. If you even want to get a job, you want to be in the upper echelon, so that money can meet the the pace of the uh, the economy. You know, end of the day. You know, work is starting to become the the passe <laughs> way of making money. You you feel me? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, go, okay. it's getting crazy out here. You got to get your income up crazy high, and get your exit plan in play by investing that money. Okay, that's the game plan, y'all. But Fonz, I'm gonna take it back to you for the market update, brother. I mean, what you gotta say to the people that need to be on top of the games that are going on out here?
0: So one of the things that i've seen on the up on the up and coming definitely is bitcoin cryptocurrency so obviously like 2 weeks ago bitcoin was like around like 28 29000 around 30000 um, dollars and now it's gone up to like 40 and it's actually interesting cuz i've seen on like twitter a lot of people trying to get into bitcoin now now <laughs> i'm wondering like why why are y'all hustling backwards like y- y'all should have been trying to get in when he was 29 30 right around that mark and
1: exactly. if you got in if
0: you got in at that point and now it's at 40 you could have easily <laughs> made like a good amount easily even if you wanted to get in and get out i mean that was a great jump right there that's a ten thousand dollar jump i mean a great job. Uh, <laughs> so 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 Yeah, I mean, again, back to the basic principles, buying low and being patient. And, you know, if you want to sell out at that point, if that's your strategy, cool. If you want to keep holding it, which is what I would do personally, I would keep holding. So, but yeah, um, Bitcoin is on the up and coming. I mean, as far as stocks, I know Tesla did well this week. I know Netflix did well this week. Um, that was really what I was kind of watching this week. I don't think I, I I was really in the markets too much. Did you see anything?
1: Yeah, I mean this new egg mean y'all let go crazy. I mean shouts out to y'all. Y'all know who y'all are, <laughs> but y'all let that go crazy. This new this uh new egg stop. I, I uh I missed that because um. Yeah, me and Farns, we we stand by what we talked about. You know, we're not your financial advisors, but we are going to stand by sound financial principles of long-term safe investments. Right. You know, end of the day, that's kind of what we're riding with. I mean, I'm not, please, I'm not doing a whole bunch of jumping ship right now. I mean, anybody who knows me knows what I'm engaged in. And uh, effectively, I've stuck with those people. You know, I'm not looking to diversify at this time. And uh, honestly, I'm not looking to diversify this time because I've chosen people I know are winners, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinners over mm-hmm. long term. And I'm not mm-hmm. looking to sell and flip and dip, at least in that game right now. Neither am I doing it that in, in crypto. I mean, I, I've been holding BTC. And I'm going to keep holding that line. I know what time it's going to be, y'all um hey i'm, I'm sounding like i'm i'm shilling right now so let me fall back on that <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but, but and do what um, you do what you want to do is what i'm going to say do what you're going to do i'm telling y'all what i'm going do. And that's how I'm
0: yeah. I'm it's riding. really important it's really important to develop a strategy though because when you when when you when you think about like what steph said i mean when it comes to being in the market a lot of people who are trying to get money fast they're trying to beat the market and most times you're not really going to beat the market. You're going to lose uh a lot of times. So uh, you might you might have a few wins here and there. But I won't I won't lie like unless you're doing this like this is like your full-time job where you just, you know, doing trading like the entire day, like you wake up, you're a trader, you know, that's what you do, you don't really like do anything else as far as a job or anything. Then maybe, you know, we would if, if that was what we were doing and, and our lives kind of gravitated towards that, we would talk about it more. But we are, you know, there's other things that are actually dedicating, are dedicated to our time. So we don't really, you know, I can't really have a, as much time to commit to getting in and out of trades, uh, maybe as, as more so, like, some, you know, in comparison to somebody else. Right. But what I can attest to is, uh, like Steph said, good long-term investments and then good, you know, opportunities that we see, just like he mentioned with like the egg stock, good opportunities that we see or hear about, do the do the due diligence, do the research on it, and then see, you know, if that's some, if that's a risk, you know, a calculated risk that, you know, me or him or anybody wants to take. So I think that's the best strategy, especially when you starting out new. When you starting out new, we wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, advise to kind of just get into you know trying to get money fast type of trading um, activities. I'd say set yourself up, set up a good base, and then, you know, when you're ready options trade seriously, get into options trading seriously. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: facts. I mean that's the thing. If you options trade and you don't know what you're doing. You're gonna blow up your account. I repeat, you options trade, don't know what you're doing. The your account's getting blown up. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna put yourself, you know, in a way out of the money position, and it's gonna be impossible for you to catch up because you did a weekly, and um, then you're gonna blow up the account. Yep, I'm telling you guys, you gotta put up some serious bread mm-hmm. to be an options trader, like a, a full-time options trader, unless you're trying to, you know, play the anomaly game where yeah yeah I'm just this uh whiz kid that hit eighty thousand percent on options trade, yeah, in one day I mean, hey, if you're that guy, kudos to you, come kudos. to the podcast, come to the podcast
0: yeah we got we gotta to get him. you on
1: yeah we got we got we gotta get you on we gotta get
0: and, you on. um and and also another thing is like i mean yeah, when it comes to like investing and stuff like that like. <laughs> you know, you are only going to beat the market so many times. If you're in, the, the longer you're in it for the long haul, I guarantee you're gonna be beating a large percent of people. People do beat the market here and there, but how how often does that happen? I don't really think it's like that. It's not something that happens like weekly, you know, daily. It's very, very rare, you know, very small percentage of people are doing that, being the market, reading the charts, Making sure they're getting in and out of the stock at the appropriate times, uh you know they're connected to all the appropriate channels that kind of discuss this on a daily, like Wall Street bets or whatever, or have people, you know, on Wall Street, you know, kind of <laughs> giving them inside information, you know, things like that. Like if you're well connected and you know, like 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 you said, you have more time to dedicate to that, then yeah, you probably get in those wins. But for the average person. Uh, you know, who doesn't spend as much time or dedicate as much research and, you know, uh, information collection towards those items, uh, you're probably not likely to see the kind of wins that you're looking for. Uh, and it's definitely something that's sensationalized on social media. So also that social media plays a part in it because when you get online and you see somebody bought a stock for like $500 and then two days later they made 15000 it it gives you an adrenaline rush. <laughs> oh,
1: you know it. it because makes you're like, me. damn. I'm you're next. Like,
0: because you're like, damn, man. So-and-so did this. All right, let me see if I can do it. And then you see you going in with the wrong mentality. Like, you're trying to do what they did. You don't know what kind of time they put in to kind of make that happen. You don't know what kind of research. You don't know what kind of communications, what kind of channels, what kind of... uh. You know, conversations they have had to kind of gather all that info to make that happen for them, and also, on the flip side, you don't know if they're legitimately doing that or not. You, they might be, you know, flown around screenshots from other folks and just advertising, yeah, and just advertising themselves. So you have to be very careful on on who you're looking for when it comes to financial. Information online the best thing to do is, yes, falls folks who are you know involved in in those kind of things that you want to do when it comes to investing, you know in real estate, technology, whatever. but the best thing to do in honesty is you know if you see something online and it's looking flashy, you know it gives you that adrenaline rush or whatever, is go do your own research, do your own homework on it, and make sure that what they're talking about checks out you know. Are people asking questions, you know, based on the things that they're posting? Are, they, are people engaging with them? Do they have courses? Are they, make, are they talking about different strategies? You know, do they have a YouTube channel? Are you cross-checking it with uh, Investopedia, making sure that what they're saying makes sense? Not just, oh, I bought a stock for 500 and I made 15,000 and now I'm a guru. Um, no, that's not the case <laughs> for most folks. <laughs> yeah. That requires a dedicated amount of time and skill. That's facts,
1: bro. Because the thing is, like, we, we I, I'll be transparent because I want people to really understand, like, anyone who will think, oh, yeah, these guys are gurus. They can, they can help us flip my money 10x, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Just listen. Listen to what real world looks like. I'm five years in investment in the stock market. In those five years, all time, I'm roughly up 1,600% on my totals of my initial investments to what I've gotten out of the market. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. that breaks down to roughly 293% any given year. Recognize that if that 293%, so 293% any given year, if that's only me putting up $100, then the most realistically I would see in that given year is $300. -hmm. Now, just maintain perspective always, and then you'll be all right. You'll be all right. If you put $500 in, put it in with the expectation of getting really what the market says is a good click is like 20% gains in a given year. I mean, I've played a lot more riskier than that by picking stock that I think are winners. Um, Clearly, I know what I'm talking about. But at (laughs) the end of the day, not nearly at the level. That's someone that's, that's yeah can promise you eighteen uh, percent every given second or uh, twenty thousand percent all time. But the thing is, if someone's promising you that, you need to get behind the screen. You need to get behind the numbers. You need to get really get intimate with that individual, because they're doing something that is really crazy. Okay, when you think about the odds. The odds are stacked in my favor in my positions because I'm a technologist betting on technology companies. I mean, the odds are stacked in my favor, and I'm a subject matter expert in the technologies Mm -hmm. that I'm betting in. That that's that's not a ton of people that are doing that. There's not a ton of people that are doing that in that class. When you think about the entirety of the marketplace, now. If you are choosing to get into this game as a serious trader, like I'm going to get into the options game, I'm going to get swinging and lowing and all this other stuff, you know, cash blowing. If you're coming in with that mindset, I want you to really just pick a vertical that you can really get very intimate with and really understand the numbers of, so that you're not putting yourself in a situation where you're completely disadvantaged because you have no knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, the old saying knowledge is power. I got a T-shirt that says it because it's very true. You have no real power in this particular game here. This is a this is a meeting of the minds and the wallets that you engaged in the stock market. And if you don't have that mindset and the knowledge and the information about what's going on in the vertical that you're going in the game with and you're betting against people that are subject matter experts in what they do, that's and or or taking information and cues from subject matter experts and what they do and in a specific verticals that they're, they're uh, betting against and they're betting in many verticals you're going to get eight for lunch you're going to get ate for lunch rather than ride away with people who agree with you as a subject matter expert and thus see the market as you do and thus the big money follows pretty much the equations that you reach and you're able to eat aka leech <laughs> if you're not able to pull that off Mm-hmm. You're trying to be some market mover type. More likely than not, you're going to get eight. You know, bro, remember that uh, Herbalife company that's still around, actually?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I watched a huge documentary on that. Um, I think we talked about it before. I can't tell you. Uh, I can't remember. Might we talked about big. it off
0: air, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about this now, man. Because I think this is big, bro. Yeah. Like, you had this guy. He's a brain. Ackerman. Uh, he's got this uh, fund. His fund... Recognizes market trends with the Herbalife business model that scream Ponzi scheme, and so he takes out a huge put option against this company. That is to say, he's uh, you know looking forward to um, you know get get shot to shit, the shit the stock price basically, and he's going to eat off of that. He lacked. Ah, uh, intimate understanding of the human psychology that certain aspects of this business thrive on and will always thrive on. And thus, there will always be a marketplace for it. And more importantly, he lacked visual acuity, really, because, you know, the, the signs of the times were there of the uh, different players that were in the governmental bodies that were otherwise prosecute such alleged Ponzi scheme as Herbalife. And Herbalife was able to negotiate these waters very strategically. And people who knew that that was going to happen or otherwise believed so strongly in not just that aspect, but the uh, human psychology aspect of that business that will always thrive, okay? Mm -hmm. People who understood that They put their bets on this company and they maintain those bets on this company and they got a ton of money and my man who thought he was going to be the market mover smart guy one of the smartest guys in the room typically he's made billions off of being a smart guy one of the smartest guys in the room typically he had to eat crow that day i mean it was a long day i mean that was a long night rather i mean he was holding that position for a long time losing Tons of money, but he just knew, just knew, just knew he could break through. But the market psychology is the market psychology. So that's when we're talking about beating the market. I say all that to say that. I'm talking about beating the market. You need to understand the psychology of the people that you're dealing with in any given stock, in any given vertical. You got to have that bird's eye view. And more importantly, you got to be able to peer into these people's souls to an extent. Man, I'm being dead ass. This is crazy. You got to really mm-hmm. understand what people are thinking about that are invested with you. Because you're on that boat with them when you put that money up.
0: Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. You just re- you just-, just gave it to them. Real spill. But yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I really, really hope people listen listening to what you just said there, man. And I think like it's so important. It's so important. That was a great example too. So yeah, man. Um, like I just, like I mentioned, like it takes a lot of time and effort to do this stuff. So like, I mean, for the last like two weeks, I I just haven't had the time, man, to kind of like get my, you know, head into the to the market like that. But now, you know, when things are starting to calm down and, you know, I'm getting through my cycles, I'm gonna be back into it. So in the next market update, I'm gonna have more things to kind of discuss. But right now, I've been—I mean, I ain't have the time to do it. So, <laughs> and we both know that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Man, it's got things in the works, y'all. I mean, y'all trust me. We got things going on behind the scenes. Just know i lives stay on that mission. You know, <laughs> you understand.
0: Yeah, that. We, yeah, we're extremely busy right now, so no time. But we are gonna get back to that, man. I think this—it's a good—it's a good episode. We can wrap this one up, man. So. Um, yeah, you can find and follow us on Instagram at LonePod and you can find me on Instagram at Fawns underscore on a mission 27 on Twitter at on a mission underscore 27 and Steph, what's what's your info?
1: Yes, sir. Y'all can find me on Twitter at GED success story. Hit me up on Instagram at Mr. Bottles. No bots, no bots. Don't slide my DMs. no craziness. <laughs> none, none, none of that. <laughs> let's just keep it professional, you know what I'm saying? Keep it professional. Like, I didn't have some weird stuff happening on the DM, bro. Um that's yeah, neither here nor that. I know Fon's been had some weird stuff going on today.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: this guy right here. But yeah, we want to enjoy our weekend. We want y'all to do the same. Um, yeah, Fonz, close them out, brother.
0: Yeah, man. With that being said, uh, we'll catch y'all on the next episode, man. Everybody have a good weekend. So peace. Peace. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Life on a Mission podcast, brought to you by Anchor by Spotify. Anchor was recently acquired by Spotify. Great acquisition, if you ask me. The tool set is allowing us to distribute our podcast all throughout the Internet, essentially. And you can do the same. Now, with that said, if you need any advice about any of the context of the conversation that we had today, you can reach us at info at L-O-A-M-P-O-D. And additionally on Twitter At LomePod As well as Instagram At LomePod Looking forward to hearing from you